all moving radio fans, you know that when the air gets a little bit crisp and unfortunately you get super bummed because you're like, hey, leaf on a tree, what are you doing? Turning yellow, almost brown, not cool. But you know what? There are positives to the fall. It's a beautiful time of year. And of course, it's time for the Edmonton International Film Festival. And joining me is a uh, multiple-time guest, uh, friend of the show, friend of me, hopefully. Uh, and she has to cop to it because she's on being recorded, for sure. Sydney Hulde, Executive Director of the Edmonton International Film Festival. That's right. If you listen to the show religiously, you know this is the time of year where we dig deep into EIFF. So we're excited to be talking to Sydney this year. Sydney, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Zippy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to to talk about the festival and all of our new things this year. Yeah, we are super excited to talk to you because this is a year where, yes, there was like a transference of, you know, creativity and direction for you last year. But now there is even more evolution of this. And uh, I look at it less of like, oh, change is bad and more of like this is growth in different ways so you know for people that are familiar with the festival and go there a lot they're like oh yeah so just uh go down to landmark downtown and everything will be there and i'm like uh pump the brakes where it's an evolution and maybe in some ways going back to what we did you know a long time ago where it was in mm-hmm. different locations so said i'll let you talk about how eiff has changed not necessarily in the films but let's talk about where the films are taking place As much as we love being all in one spot, you know, the convenience of being able to hop from theater to theater is incredible. But unfortunately, this year, uh, Landmark is closing for renovations and upgrades during the festival. So hopefully we'll be back with them in 2024 with some new partners that that we uh, we make this year. So for this year, for 2023, we are in four different locations. So um, we are in the Garneau Theater, or Metro Metro Cinemas at the Garneau Theater. Got to call it official names here. The Mutart Theater at the Stanley Milner Library, not at the Mutart Conservatory. It's just called the Mutart Theater. Um, The Ledcore Theater at the Art Gallery of Alberta, and the IMAX Theater at the TELUS World of Science. So we're really scattered this year um, with two of our main locations still being downtown so that we can hopefully still, you know, add some vibrancy and some life to to downtown Edmonton because that's what it needs right now. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you kind of talked about that, the reason for the pivot necessarily, and maybe that there will be uh, a future back there as well. I know that for some people, they're like, change. I don't appreciate these. I'm not that guy. I try to embrace it as much as possible. But I like that you decided to like, because this is something that I think many people who organize these kind of festivals talk about. They're like, how do we kind of reach out and get more people in different places? And uh, I know you've done that in the past before. So I'm always looking at this as like, I think it's an opportunity maybe for for people that maybe are like, uh, downtown not as easy for me as staying across on the south side of the river or from TELUS World of Science, which is the first time you have been in there. So mm-hmm. what's the excitement about this and maybe the opportunities instead of lamenting change about being able to be in these different places? Yeah, I mean, we're super excited to be back on the south side. We did 
you know, two screenings last year at the Garneau. We did our Oscar nominated shorts there this year. And I mean, they're just such a wonderful group of people that, that run the Metro there. Um, and we're so excited to tap into their audiences um, that don't necessarily know about the film festival and then bring our audiences who maybe haven't been there recently back to that theater and just show them the kind of programming that Metro does put on. The same with the Tellus World of Science. I mean, when you think the IMAX theater, you think all of these like nature docs or these crazy IMAX films that you have to see like Oppenheimer. None of our films will be IMAX. I do have to definitely clarify that, but we are so excited to take that space over. And I mean, that's a whole different, like the, the Northwest-ish. That's a, an area we've never tapped into. So hopefully we can get the people who live around there to come out and experience the festival. And, you know, hopefully they fall in love with our programming and come back every year, no matter where we are. We're speaking today on Moving Radio with Cindy Mole, the executive director of the Edmonton International Film Festival. We are, of course, talking about the 2023 version of it. It is going to be taking place from Thursday, September 21st, all the way through to October 1st in several different locations all over the city that we just talked about. And you can find out more about at their website, edmontonfilmfest.com, where you can access tickets and you can check out the entire schedule and, and any links to extra information about those films uh, that you may be curious about seeing. Okay, Sid, so, you know, one of the exciting things is always when things kick off, right? There's always a guest. It's always a, a bigger film that you're excited about that you know is going to like maybe set the tone for the festival in some ways, or at least is a good one for the crowd uh, to get them excited for it. And what you have is a title that maybe seems somewhat negative, <laughs> but I'm sure is a fantastic film. It, of course, is a shit day opening the <laughs> festival on Thursday, September 21st. When I see that, I get excited. So talk to us a little bit about that opening night at the Garneau Theater and uh, and what a shit day is all about. Yeah, we are so excited for a shit day. Um, it is from director Kevin T. Landry, who is here with his short film last year at the festival. This is his feature film debut. Uh, and we watched it and just immediately fell in love. It's about a French woman who... She works for the state or the provincial lottery and the man wins the lottery. But when she tells him he has to be on TV uh, and acknowledge that he has won the lottery, he refuses. Um, and then they, she gets trapped at his house basically uh, after a big snowstorm and can't get out. So it's kind of working through her previous relationship trauma. She has her son with her, I think. For this adventure and um you know the the man who wins the lottery gets to kind of have a family for the first time in his life and also work through some trauma that he has so it's a beautiful french film um a strong indigenous star of it uh, and we are so excited it's going to be a fun one yeah and, and you know the always the after component is uh celebrating the opening of the festival I see that you're also going to be on the south side for uh, something that's happening after. So if you go see a shit day and you did not have a shit time and you want to have more wonderful shit happen, uh, where are they going? What are they doing? Uh, where can we yeah. share a drink together? Even though you're going we to be are having... busy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get shit faced after a shit day, right? So fantastic. <laughs> uh, we are going to have the after party at the newly opened Bell in Scona which is where 
Bebel Bakery used to be, and then it was occupied by Polar Park. And so it's now, they've redone it and it's absolutely stunning. So we'll be up on their second floor. Jenny Marshall is once again taking care of our parties. She brought us the fabulous parties at Buco and the CKUA building. Um, so we trusted her mind again to have fun with this and make it a great, great night. We're so excited. And we've got, yeah, the director, Kevin T. Landry here and his producing partner, Masha. So they're so fun. Check that out for sure. I'm sure tickets are going to be going fairly quickly for the after party thing if you're into that because it's a, a slightly smaller venue than the uh, the Garneau where you can see it, you know, 500 people or so. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, a limited number, only 100 tickets for for yeah. the after party get those tickets quick you can get those online at edmontonfilmfest.com okay so we started how like things kick off obviously we can't sit here and talk about everything <laughs> film especially because you know you've still got some things like programming like lunchbox shorts and whatnot happening again uh downtown like you said at the library at the uh, mutart theater what are some of the highlights that you want to talk about that's happening kind of in between that opening night Maybe you want to discuss some of the guests that are coming in. I'll let you decide without trying to needle you on uh, <laughs> the details yeah. of certain things. We are, of course, always excited for our Alberta shorts packages. So we have four of those this year. Um, they're screening. All four of them are at the Mutart Theater at the Stanley Milner Library. Um, those start Friday at 6 p.m., we do two that evening and then the next two on Saturday morning, the 23rd. Uh, and all of those short filmmakers are from Alberta or have Alberta roots. And most of them, I think all of them actually, will be in attendance for Q&As after. So you'll get to meet and mingle with them. Uh, and then that evening we have um, a really fun documentary called Jeff McFetridge, Drawing a Life. Uh, he is... It's not Jeff who's going to be here. It's the director, Dan Covert, who's a good friend of Jeff's. Um, but Jeff is just a fascinating guy. He's a graphic designer, an artist. He works with Sofia Coppola and... Spike Jones. <laughs> yes, thank you. The second you said it, I knew I was going to know it. Um, so he works closely with the two of them. And like he did all of the drawings for Where the Wild Things Are, like their posters and her... And yeah, he's fascinating. He's actually born either in Edmonton or Calgary. It's unclear. Some articles say Edmonton, others say Calgary, but he grew up in Alberta. He's a skateboarder. Uh, and then, yeah, hit it big with graphic design. And then his style was so cool that uh, all of these directors wanted to work with him. So we've got the director of that film, Dan Covert, will be here um, to talk about, you know, the relationship he has with Jeff and how this film came to be, how they met each other. And yeah, we're really excited for that one. And then if I just keep going. <laughs> Rolling. Yeah, morning. I mean, there's all the fun stuff, right? I, I know this yeah. is the thing people, you don't see it. I'm I'm seeing Zidney through Zoom here. And uh, this is all off the top of her head, unless she's got massive cue cards behind her. I don't know. I do not. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong about all of these films. <laughs> Well, you know what? Edmontonfilmfest.com will be the way to double check to make sure that everything exactly. Sydney said was correct. <laughs> the next day, Sunday at 1230, uh, we've got at Garneau Theatre, um, the Palme d'Or winner, Anatomy of a Fall from, I believe it's France. Um, and it's a, a long one. It's a two and a half hour courtroom drama 
Um, it's a slower burn, but I am still thinking about it. I still don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but I still don't entirely know what happened. Um, but I still think about it all the time. So <laughs> it's clearly an impactful one. Uh, and then all that morning, we've got another um, group of short films that start at noon and run till about 6.30, all at the Ledcor Theater at the AGA. Um, and those are international filmmakers. Not all of them will have guests, but quite a few short filmmakers are flying in to talk about those. Uh, and then that evening, we have a film called Lost Lake Confessions, um, which is directed by Edmontonian, I believe, Jason Lee. So he'll be here. He is building so much hype around this film. Uh, we're already selling tickets like hotcakes for that one. So if you want to see that one, jump on it. And then going into the week, yeah, we have our lunchbox shorts every day at 12.10 p.m., um, all at the Mootart Theatre in the in the Stanley Milner Library. So we're keeping them right downtown. Don't Shouldn't have to drive anywhere or go any further than you usually do. Um, and we're super excited for those. Each package has five short films and runs right around 50 minutes. So you can still get back to the office for just after one, a slightly longer lunch maybe. And during the week, we're excited to have uh, the Butler brothers back with their film Purgatory Jack. They were here, I want to say, like eight years ago um, with their film First Round Down, a hockey film. This is very different, pardon me. Um, this is a like grungy, it's really fun. It's a very fun film. So that's our our midweek um our midweek film is Purgatory Jack on Wednesday, the 27th at 6.30. And then the next night, we've got a beautiful doc about Karen Carpenter, um, who I'm sure all of your listeners know, um, who unfortunately passed away from the side effects of anorexia. So this film, Karen Carpenter, Starving for Perfection, follows her struggle with anorexia and, you know, the, the media's impact on that and... Uh, what it takes to be in Hollywood, I guess. And um, we will have producer John Gannon here for that. Oh, I could keep going. Well, I guess I'm almost done. I may as well. Well, it's up to you, right? <laughs> you know, this is, it's info for the people. Hopefully their interest is being piqued. They know Hopefully. where to go. Yeah, that's what we want. So you talk about whatever you want, Sydney. I'm not going to All stop. right. Friday, we've got Lessons from the Sunflower, um, which is directed by Ava Carvonen, another Edmontonian, um, and is a documentary about Steve Zorba, who is a big in Edmonton, loves his community, is an artist. He's such a great guy. He uh, battled throat cancer. He's in remission from the cancer and is now like so healthy and training for marathons. And this just kind of follows the struggle um, with that diagnosis and all of you know, the toll it took on him and his family and now how he's thriving. Um, so it's a very near and dear film to my heart. Um, yeah, we're really excited about that one. And then we close out with another Edmonton banger, Hey Victor, starring and directed by Cody Lightning, hometown hero, uh, as we all know from that movie that he says, Hey Victor in, Smoke Signals. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. he was in Smoke Signals as a kid, where his famous line was, Hey, Victor. I think that was his only line in the film. This is a mockumentary about how his life could have gone. So basically, um, 
it follows him if he'd really let that fame go to his head and just is riding the high off of hey victor um so that's going to be super fun we've got cody here we've got basically the rest of the the cast and crew is going to be here it was shot in edmonton yeah it's basically just a love story to edmonton and and our arts community it's beautiful and then our after party for that film is going to be a hit uh, at the art gallery of alberta so the film screens at the library at the mutart theater and then we walk across churchill square and we head to the after party at the art gallery and shut down the festival look that's a lot right that you talk about <laughs> there and i you know i don't yeah. expect people to be like keeping track of all this stuff but what we hope is that when you hear some of this stuff your curiosity's peaked here there was something yeah. interesting you there uh, I think it's pretty cool that you do the opening of it on the south side, right? And then uh, on closing night, you're back downtown uh, at the library. It's, uh, you know, for those people that haven't been to the Mutart Theater recently at the Stanley Milliner Library, like it's still, an, it's a nice spot. I think mm-hmm. people just maybe forgot after a while a little bit that it was there. But I mean, it's been there yeah. forever. I, I remember when I saw James Bond films there for free. <laughs> yeah, it's they've definitely... They- yeah, they haven't done a lot in terms of renos, but it's still beautiful. Like their projector and sound yeah. system is obviously newer. But yeah, it's a great space. Uh, unfortunately, doesn't have a popcorn stand or or any of our normal movie snacks, but we'll have um, at that theater, we'll have a, a small little concession set up by donation um, with snacks and pop. Um, to hopefully, you know, thank our audiences for bearing with us during a learning year and an exploration year. Yeah, yeah. Look, this is nothing you uh, you put upon yourself. You have no dictating uh, rights of being like landmark. When are you going to do things right downtown? Mm-hmm. So, I think there's uh, there's still a lot of opportunities to see things, and I think that uh, the people who were addicted to, let's say, lunchbox, or that they love even just maybe the parties where it's opening, closing night, or anything that might be surrounding it, there's still all those opportunities there for them. Uh, and it's extremely accessible in places that they're very familiar with. So um, you're not sending them anywhere new necessarily. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I think that's always the good thing about it. All right. Yeah. Did you find like, do you ever find, I'm, I want to talk to you a little bit about like programming and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do you find that each year is kind of the same in the level of difficulty in the amount that you see? Because I know from, you know, knowing you and seeing what some of the insides and outs of this is that it is a, it's an avalanche of cinema that comes at you every year. Do you find that it gets progressively more difficult because you start to get more films because, you know, you've had the the level of success of like two years ago, uh, you know, an animated short got won the Oscar from being at your festival. And even last year, um, one of the shorts that got uh, animated shorts that got nominated also got an Oscar. I don't know if it was necessarily for screening at this festival, but uh, yeah, like the, do you, that has happened. Yeah, well, last year the live action short that won the Oscar. Okay, that's was right. from that's our funny. festival. Yeah, we had both uh, one in each category. Yeah, and then we are now actually Oscar qualifying in documentary as well, uh, which is brand new. We just found that out, so that's super exciting. But yeah, it's definitely like with that prestige comes you know recognition and people want to submit their films to our festival and especially now that we've had two winners in the past three years come directly from our festival like we were the only festival that nominated that film 
were their last chance to get that um, accreditation. So it's very exciting. But yeah, we get about 3,000 submissions a year. This year, we narrowed it down to from just our submissions, we took, I think, 95. Um, so like, that's not good odds of getting in. And I wish we could take so much more like there is so many unbelievable films that I wish I had the time to write a personal letter to every filmmaker and be like, we loved your film. We just didn't have the space for a 23 minute Holocaust film mm -hmm. or a 23 minute, you know, or 17 minutes of, you know, your family drama that is beautiful, but just don't have the space for it. So yeah, it's definitely difficult. And then this year was also a lighter year with our feature films with the SAG after a strike. Uh, a lot of studios and distributors are holding off on releasing titles because they don't know how long this is going to go. Um, they want to have content moving forward. And then even some of our independent titles pulled out because, you know, they had promised that their entire cast and crew could come to their screenings and they're striking currently or don't have an income. So they're saving their their dollars and not traveling. So, yeah, it was a weird year for films, definitely. That's why our programming, you'll notice, like, our features are a bit lighter this year. We usually have about 50 to 60, and this year I think we only have about 30. So we definitely did lose a lot of titles because of the strike. You know, that's a legitimate thing behind that as well, too, and uh, that's for all the right reasons. So, you know, mm -hmm. can't, can't get upset at that uh, if you're one of the oh, people yeah. that's on the other side trying to trying to watch the films. That's why it's happening. So you can continue to enjoy them more things uh, and that people get paid properly and compensated. Yeah. <laughs> we are speaking with Sydney Moon from the Edmonton International Film Festival on Zoom today on Moving Radio. And of course, we're discussing the Edmonton International Film Festival. You can find out more about it by going to edmontonfilmfest.com uh, and you should come hang out with me and check it out. Uh, it's going to be happening from September 27th all the way through to October 1st. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. When you go through all this stuff, do you ever think about like how much you have to have as Canadian content or how much you want to have that's like that's not too similar? Do you try to like try to give as people as much of a choice as possible? Um, do you ever have to consider be like, you know, we got to have a certain amount of Quebecois films because we want to people never get a chance to see that out west? Like, is there ever any kind of evolving puzzle? that you constantly have of like, this is all the holes we want to fill for a festival when it comes to programming films. Yeah, constantly. I mean, we try really hard not to program things just to hit quotas. So far, we've never had to. We just happen to love a lot of Canadian content. So we've been really fortunate that that's how our programming does. And then, I mean, having a pack, four packages of Alberta, of Alberta short films does help get our Canadian content levels up. But yeah, it's definitely, I mean, the whole festival programming and scheduling is, is a giant puzzle. Like we literally print out every film title um, that we have available to us, not all of like the 3000, but once we get into distributor films and like move them around as if it is like a literal puzzle and, you know, what would people want to see after they see this film at six o'clock? You know, it's pretty depressing. So we want to bring them up high. Um, and end on a happier note or or we've got this beautiful Persian film do we want to put another Persian film right after it or an Iranian film right after it you know it's all a, 
a juggle that we are definitely very aware of. And, you know, we want to have light content and, oh my goodness, filmmaking right now is not that light. <laughs> like it is hard to find comedies, <laughs> but we did it. I mean, there's some great comedies out there that we did happen to get, but if we'd just gone with all of maybe our, our top 10 films, uh, I don't think anyone would want to come back to the festival because they'd just be sad the whole time. <laughs> they'd be like, wow, these films were fantastic, but I think I'm just going to stay in bed and cry. When you're looking at this too, because a lot of times now you would be like, oh, we're all in one spot. So you could have two theaters where you kind of almost have like four films or four different pieces of program that are kind of rotating around where people could choose. Now you're probably going to have this uh, situation where let's say, for example, if somebody goes to the Garno for the seven, they're going to stick around for the nine. Were you like aware that you're like, we want to have there some be some sort of connection or some sort of like complementary idea between films that are going to be at seven and nine at different locations. Yeah, definitely. Vincent, um, our feature film programmer, is uh, an art artistic director. Um, he's really, really good at kind of knowing what films will draw what kinds of audiences, or we think he is at least. No, he so is. He... I'll, I'll verify that. Yeah. He's a beautiful guy. He's <laughs> yeah. a sweetheart. Yeah. And he's so passionate about this festival. Um, it's great. He's wonderful to have on our team. He's really good at thinking, you know, this film, these people will stick around for this one. It's the same kind of, especially Garneau, it's the same kind of like art house film that that you'd go to at Garneau. Like we've got the Werner Herzog documentary happening at Garneau. Um, we've got like Elliot Page's first feature film um, since he transitioned at Garneau. So we really did think about like what films would fit what locations and uh, and the crowds that typically go there. Well, uh, I'm very excited. I can't wait for this all to kick off. And, you know, you're my first of many, many interviews that I'm going to be doing uh, about the festival. So I'm very stoked about that. Sydney Mool has been our guest today on Moving Radio. We have been talking about the Edmonton International Film Festival. You will be able to see it from Thursday, September 21st, when it kicks off with the opening night film at the Garneau Theater all the way through. I mean, you can go to Sunday, October 1st, but kind of closing night is happening on Saturday with Hey Victor at the Mutart Theater at the Stanley Milner Library. Uh, if you want more information, check out the website, also all their social media right? Sid, is there anything else that we want to tell the people about, about how they can connect with the festival and learn more about the programming? Yeah, I think it's just mostly our website and our social media. Um, all of our ticketing is done through Eventive this year. So we've got, we brought back the all access pass that gets you into one ticket to absolutely everything at the festival. Um, that's $1.99. We brought back the six pack, which doesn't work for lunchbox or open and close. But if you're going to go see six movies in the evenings, um, it's $75. So the price of five movies and you treat that just like six tickets. You can, uh, you can take six friends to, or five friends to one movie or a date to three. Um, yeah, you can really use the six pack how you want, as long as it's not lunchbox or open and close. Our lunchbox prices did go up a bit just because, you know, the cost food. of food is going up. Yeah, it's food. <laughs> yeah. We've held off on doing that for for so so long uh, that this year was finally the year doesn't feel right i hate passing more costs on to our guests but we had to do it but yeah otherwise just yeah pay attention to our social media we'll be we'll be posting lots of information about all of the films 
I talked about and a lot about the films I didn't talk about and listen to moving radio, obviously. What the best way to find out the show we're on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's incredible. Who else cares more about this festival than you? Oh, there's gotta be some, I'm I'm pretty sure you, anybody at the office does. (laughs) Maybe. But who else talks about us more? Maybe Todd James back with the other movies. I think he would talk more if they let him. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has a corporate yeah. overlord. I don't have any corporate overlord. I get to do <laughs> whatever I want. So I get to talk about all the great stuff. I appreciate all the work that you and your team have put into this festival uh, and putting it together. And probably it might have felt like more than other years just because of having to shift all the different locations, right? So I, I'm I'm hoping that people... Uh, embrace that go out and check this out because there's so much incredible film out there whether you heard things that kind of piqued your interest of like oh i've heard of karen carpenter uh or whether or not you just love the the uh you know blind ambition of yourself to go see a bunch of shorts so you have no idea what anything's about but you're going to discover some incredible stuff that is going to be critically lauded and maybe even nominated for big awards who knows hopefully yeah Sid, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you so much for helping us out here and helping to cover your festival. Uh, It's just always a joy to work with you and talk with you and to see you. I haven't seen you all summer, so, right? I know. Yeah, thank you, Zippy. I mean, without the support of you and others like you, we wouldn't have a festival to do. Yeah, we'll get ready to get sick of me after 10 days. That's for sure. I'm never sick of you. Yeah, well, you have different locations now. Can you be like, oh, no, I'm at Garneau. He's over here. Oh, well. That's (laughs) true. Yeah, I do get get a break there. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much. I encourage everybody to check it out. EdmontonFilmFest.com. You can find out all the ticket information, all the location information, uh, all the film information. Uh, Sid, thanks for your time. And uh, we'll see you very soon at EIFF, the 37th annual Oscar-qualifying Edmonton International Film Festival.